0: You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. You're listening to James Boyd here on The Sizzle, Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television.
1: Welcome back, everybody, man. This is Jay Sizzle with the Sizzle Iron Skillers media group. I'm sitting. I'm going solo today because my main man, G Sizzle, was out there locked up in traffic. They won't let him go. We're going to keep a pushing, man. Look, again, we get a chance to talk to the number one prep reporter out of northwest Indiana. He is James Boyd, the phenomenal James Boyd. From the Times of Northwest Indiana. James, how you doing,
2: man? I'm doing good. Moving and grooving, sliding and gliding, just trying to enjoy every day.
1: <laughs> I hear you. Hey, it's a fantastic thing, man. We, we just got to keep moving. It's a crazy time we got going on. Got the COVID, the election. Everything's crazy. And I know there's some other things going on crazy right in the region with <laughs> basketball. Tell us about it. Yeah, so um,
2: Tuesday... Uh, I was notified, and I went and verified that Portage Girls' Basketball, um, they have delayed the start of their season because of uh, the coronavirus. Um, the superintendent for Portage Township Schools said they will be on hold until November 16th. And then today, which is Thursday, um, the, uh, Thursday the 5th, I found out that the North Newton Girls' Basketball has also delayed its season, uh, the start of his team because of COVID 19. Um, the coach, the head director over there, Mike Atwood, he told me that no one on the team has tested positive, but they've had a lot of girls come in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Um, obviously, the cases are spiking all around Indiana, and lo and behold, it is affecting, you know, uh, winter sports before they can actually start in some cases. So, basketball uh, for girls, basketball in Indiana officially started Monday. Um, I covered the game yesterday. Wednesday was uh Hobart and Michigan City, but you know like, like it was in the fall. It's
1: kind of just whoever can uh you know stay do and be a will be the ones playing. Yeah, you know it's uh it, it's a it's just 2020 is going to be a year with not one asterisk, but about 20 asterisks to it. But somehow or another these kids and these young people man just keep persevering through it. Uh, persevering through and to keep making it happen. Let's go on, James. Let's talk about what's coming up now with the uh football section going on, and upcoming uh, the game Tell us our listeners about what's going on there.
2: Yeah, so I definitely want to give you all a, an update on what kind of happened last week. Um, you know, we had some some, some pretty, I guess, the most notable game to keep track of was. Um, uh, Michigan City at Valparaiso at one point Michigan City was winning that game okay. was on track to Valpo came back in one 21-14 part of a champion, can never count them out Um, so they don't play La- Laporte this week for a sexual championship um, I was at Maryville and Crown Point Maryville Road last Crown Point so they're going to play undefeated Lafayette they're 10-0 they're averaging 52 points a game uh, which is unbelievable. Uh, Maryville's giving up uh, about 12 points a game, so something's got to give in that game. Uh, we also got uh, Hanover Central and uh, Calumet going at it for a sectional title. And in that case, it's pretty unique just because whoever wins, it'll be the first uh, sectional title for their football program. So no matter what, it'll be history on both sides. Yeah. we 10, they're going to take on Elkhart. Um, I'm not, uh, Elkhart is uh, undefeated as well of another uh, big-time team. So if they pull out, that would be a pretty big upset in Class 6A. And then the last one to keep track of is 2A. Uh, and is going to play Rensselaer at home. And Dran's the uh, number 2A. Uh, Class 2A, number 1, um, they're searching to win. and probably our best chance in the region to get a team down the state is that Dran. So, Keep an eye on the 59ers, but those are the games. Uh, obviously not as many teams competing now, just because they're getting, you know, deeper into the postseason. season. But I'm excited for my game Friday just because I know it's uh, it's a big game, man. You got the, you know, Lafayette Jefferson number three in class 6A and then the uh, number seven in class 6A. So it's probably the biggest matchup, uh, one of the biggest matchups around the state.
1: You know, I'm, 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 I'm uh, really amazed that these young guys are able to get out here and keep playing like this. Um. Have you been seeing? Uh, what kind of crowds have you been seeing coming out there? Are are they allowing some crowds in? How, how many people are coming out to these games?
2: Yeah, it's been a decent amount. I will say that just because it's got colder, um, and, and naturally when it gets colder, people stop coming. Um, but get uh, the games have been that they have uh, pretty good crowds. Um, not as much as you probably expect due to normal circumstances, things like that. But you know, I know that um, in some cases like the Calumet Man Harold Central game. That's already sold out because of, you know, limitations on crowd size. But there's been pretty good crowds. Um, it just remains to be seen what schools will do to kind of mitigate these rising cases. I know for some games around the state, they're limiting it to just parents only. And you might see some of that as we get deeper into the postseason because at the end of the day, uh, people want to play the games if they can play without a normal amount of fans, even without a restricted amount of fans, to really, really get strict over um, I think that we'll do that just to make sure these kids can play. So, um, like I said, the cases are surging in Indiana and really all around the country. And um, it's kind of concerning, but I think that football will be able to probably finish out um, and then crown a champion at some point at all levels, you know, all classes. But it is kind of concerning to see as we move into indoor sports um, with these crowds and things like that, um, you know, how Corona will maybe affect, you know, the indoor winter sports.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be incredible, man. It's incredible. Uh, just, I mean, I say it again. It's incredible time to be in. But we know we're maybe we're not all of us are not able to go watch these games from the stands. But we know the game is played inside the white lines. And I know you got two young athletes this week who rose to the top. Can you tell us about these young athletes this week? Your your players of the week? Yeah. So my
2: athletes of the week, I would have to go first off to um rose, Karina James. She's a junior cross-country runner, she won state. And fun fact about that is that wow. uh, she's the second straight runner from Lowell to win state in cross-country last year. Uh, on the boys' side, Gabriel Sanchez won it. He's now at Indiana. Uh, Karina, like I said, is a junior, so she has one more year probably to go back-to-back. She's a phenomenal uh, young woman, i had a chance to interview her a couple of times, and she's just the real deal. She's as nice and cordial and classy as yeah. can be. But as I like to tell people, she's got that dog in her. Like she's competitive, is all getting out and obviously one of the best in the state because she won the state. So that's my first athlete of the week on the girl's side. And then the boys side is uh, Zach Bowser. Um, he's a senior striker um, forward for uh, the Chester Boys Soccer Team. They won state um, this past Saturday in historic fashion. They won seven-one over Castle. Um, he scored seven goals. I mean, he didn't score seven goals. But he scored three goals by himself. Um, he became the first class three A player in state uh, history, uh, state championship history to score three goals um, at the highest level of, of boys soccer in Indiana, uh, and they set all kind of records. Um, you know, largest margin of victory, most goals in a game. Um, you know, most goals in one half. They led six zero at the half. It was just um, honestly some amazing soccer that I'll probably never see again. And we, as a state, and, as, and even as a, as a sport in this state. We probably won't see that again for a very, very long time. Uh, I mean, it was unbelievable, man. I was sitting there out in the cold, and they were just, I mean, racking up goals literally like it was a video game. It, it was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, that, that's incredible, man. I mean, these kids under this type of condition, I know I've said that about four times in this interview, but I'm just amazed these kids are able to go out here and produce, like to be able to produce records, like they be able to set record, like records, winning championships. But we also know there's some special guys that young men are playing with, with a heavy heart out there um, who really emphasize the meaning of, of true sportsmanship. Can you tell us a little bit about C.J. Cooper and, and, and what his what his year has been like as he's been out in his sport? Yeah,
2: so C.J. is a guy that I've known for about two years now. Um, phenomenal young man. I look at him, honestly, like, like family. Everybody at Calumet, I look at him like family. Um, I try to treat him like family because that's what they treat me like. But more so focusing on him, uh, his dad passed away. Mm. Uh, uh Cooper Sr. last year from lung cancer uh, in July. And since then, uh, CJ has stepped up and become the man of the house. Uh, he was the only son of his parents' kids. Um, he's got three older sisters, so he's the only man of the house. Uh, so I talked to him about, you know, especially with his father. His father named him the franchise. Uh, saying that he would carry on the family name and, you know, as his franchise player, he would always make sure he was okay. And now he's no longer here. uh, He just kind of embraced that franchise nickname and really um, tried to do his father right by just living a good life and being a great young man besides being a great football player. But, you know, like I said, Calumet had a chance to win their first sectional championship of football this Friday. So I talked to him about, you know, the goals that, you know, he wanted his father to see. And uh, he was telling me, you know, before every game, he, he uh, says a prayer, and he'll look down at his sneakers where he's got messages written about his father on there um, on his cleats, and then he'll look up at stands and he'll say he'll visualize his dad standing there like he always was and uh, go up there and do his thing. So, I think it was really, uh, if you haven't read the story yet, you all, please check it out. I think it's a story that doesn't focus a lot on football, but more so about you know, how this young man came to be. Um, I interviewed his mom as well, Sharon Cooper. um, Phenomenal woman, great woman. I look at her honestly, like a second mom, uh, she's, she's great. So, uh, that entire family, man, just, uh, I think that, you know, even though his father's no longer here, CJ is is becoming everything his father wanted him to be, um, from what I was able to understand. I mean, uh, not saying the kid is perfect, but he's, uh, he's, he's good. He's a really, really good kid. And somebody that even as a 24 year old myself, I look up to him and he's, you know, 17, 18 years old because Mm. he carries himself with so much class. So, um, I know people cannot, you know, as a reporter, I can't ever root for certain athletes to win, but I can't root for him to win in life. So I'm rooting for that young man to, you know, just be uh, successful. And I feel like he already is right now. He's on the path to greatness, and uh, I'm sure greatness is in the, in the future him for sure.
1: Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's amazing when you see young people under tough circumstances go out and produce, and they got the weight of the world on their shoulders. And what a legacy to his father, to know that he's raised a young man like this who's able to carry on his legacy, James. I know we only got a couple more minutes left, man. You're, you're, you're more, more wanted than a, than a, than a short order cook on a Saturday. I, I, <laughs> I know people are waiting in line for you right now. You got any final thoughts Anything that's coming up this week, the week that our listeners should be looking out for.
2: I think you should just uh keep an eye out. We got some uh, girls basketball content coming up, um which is what I'm going to do right now. This is a girl's basketball interview. So, I'm trying to juggle it all and balance it all. And also, uh, you know, as I keep up with so many different sports, make sure the work is a certain standard. So, you know, if, if, you know, for example, I'm doing some quote-unquote preseason girls basketball stuff. Like I said, the season has actually started, but, you know, I still want to get that work out there and do it well. So, even if it's a little rather than I hope, you know, as far as getting preseason stuff out there and only season content out there, I still want it to be done well. So, I'd rather take a few more days to get it right. Um, so, look out for that. And then, you know, on the bigger picture side, you know, just stay safe out here as far as what's going on with the pandemic. Um, Several countries overseas have shut down completely and uh, have gone back to, like, a lockdown like we saw earlier this year. Um, I don't know if, you know, the country or Indiana, Illinois or anything like that will be doing the same, but it's it's a fact that the cases are going up at a very, very rapid rate. So all of you out there, man, keep wearing a mask, keep practicing social distancing, and um, just try to Make good decisions. My mom always says, you know, all you can do is give people information and they can do what they want with that. So, you know, at this point, like always, you can do whatever you want in this life, but you're always going to have consequences for those actions. So, you know, if you want to stay healthy or try to stay healthy to the best of your ability, make good choices, then please, uh, you know, wear a mask. and wear mine. And, uh, you know, if people can't see my smile all the time, I promise you, I still am. <laughs>
1: Hey, James, hey, words of wisdom right there. Guys, put your mask on. You need to have your mask on. Let's, let's get this COVID-19 knocked knocked out here uh, pretty soon so we can get back to some form of normalcy. I want to thank you again, James, for coming on. I know you're busy. I know you got another interview coming up. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to James Boyd, the Times of Northwest Indiana print reporter extraordinaire, right here on the Silver. and we'll see you on the other side.
0: Hey man, your hair's a mess. You better call somebody to get the best haircut you can find. And that's Brandon Washington at Cold Cuts Barbershop. Yeah, I know, I know. You don't know what it's about. But let me tell you about Brandon Washington. He's a master barber with over 20 years of barbering experience. Brandon Washington at Cold Cuts Barbershop. 1223 Broadway, Gary Indiana 46407. And you can give him a call for an appointment at area code 219-793-2822. 219-793-2822 219-793-2822 cuts Barbershop The Scent For You, experience the region's best place for fragrances, body oils, shea butter, and African black soap. Visit them at either of their two locations at the Savemore Plaza, 921 Broadway, or Fresh County Market, 2550 Arthur Street, both in Gary, Indiana. Give them a call at area code 219-512-4753. The Scent For You, the number one source for premium great fragrances. Also look for them at thescentforyou.com. You're listening to The Sizzle, the talk of the 219, the hottest sports talk in the region, on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television.